into wonderland. Gone away is a bluebird, here to stay is a new bird. They sing in our song as we go along, walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman, then pretend that he is Parson Brown. He'll say, man, I'm your snowman, but you can do the job when you're in town. Later on, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire. To face unafraid the plans that we made, walking in a winter wonderland. snows ain't it thrilling though you know the kids are chilling we'll frolic and play the eskimo way walking in a winter wonderland walking in a winter wonderland walking in a winter wonderland that was just fun that was good that was just for fun well, welcome tonight. Merry Christmas. I know it's not very Christmassy outside. We should be having a snowstorm tonight, not 30 degree or 40 degrees weather. We are um, celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, this is just going to be a night of some Christmas carols and some, uh, a couple specials and some things. And, uh, and we're going to just have a really great time. So I'm so glad you're here. And I just want to welcome you to uh, enjoy and uh, Make this a time of worship, because this really is a time where we honor and we worship Jesus. It's all about Jesus tonight, isn't it? So let's just pray, and let's just welcome him here, and uh, just prepare our hearts to receive him. Father, we thank you one more time for this day. We thank you, Jesus, for coming and being our, uh, our friend. Thank you for being our example. Thank you for being a great teacher. And most of all, thank you for being our Savior. And uh, we just pray that you'd be honored tonight as we sing and as we glorify you and as we worship you. And uh, we say this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. His glory. 
stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt his worth. A thrill of hope the Jesus. 
No, 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 
Shepherds left their flocks by night to see this baby wrapped in light. A host of angels led them all to you. It was just as the angels said, you'll find them here in a manger bed. Emmanuel and Savior,
To Mary, gentle and light, nothing you dismay. For Jesus Christ, our Savior, was born on Christmas Day. To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy.
those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Cornelius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her hearts. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. You know, it seems like we've heard that story so many times, haven't we? We've read that story every Christmas. And many of us have had a few Christmases, haven't we? <laughs> Some more than others. But you know, that story is very similar to that little video that we saw at the very beginning that we just um, maybe don't hear it like we should hear it every year. It's like we wake up in the morning and we have all the gifts of life that that little video showed and we just take them for granted, don't we? That we have a cup of coffee in the morning and we have breakfast and we have health and strength and we have clothes to put on and a warm house and a car to drive to work in. And, and we just take those things for granted. But when we can see the gift of life, of what it truly is, as given by that story that Larry just read. And, and by the way, can I tell you that's a true story? That's just not made up. It's a true story. 
And the gift that Jesus brings to us is a real gift that he brings every year. In fact, he brings it every day. Every day there is that gift of new life that we have. It's a promise to us if we would just receive it. You know, um, thinking about gifts, gifts are interesting because gifts are something that are only as valuable to those as they open them. You know, um, if you go back and do a little study on gift cards, um, gift cards are the most popular, requ- most popularly requested gift from anybody is that they want a gift card. They, they want, just give me a $100 gift card, then I'll go spend it the way I want to spend it and buy what I really want, not that tie that, that you think I should have. <laughs> but you know, here's what happens with gift cards. People get gift cards and they really appreciate them. But you know what they do most of the time? Many times, they put them in a drawer and they forget about them. What good is the gift if you put it in a drawer and forget about it? I'm guilty of it. Are you? How many times have you gotten a gift card from somebody, a restaurant gift card or something, and put it in a drawer and forget to ever use it? (laughs) I'm not going there, Rick. But I tell you, though, it is something that I've done before. I've done too many times. And and this is the point. Jesus gives us the gift of his life. God the Father gave us the gift of Jesus. And it's a gift for us to use every day. And my challenge to myself, and can I say the challenge to all of us tonight, is do we open and use the gift enough? Do we really appreciate what happened that day? Do we really appreciate what happened those 33 years where heaven was missing a third of the Godhead? Heaven was empty of Jesus for those 33 years. Why? Because he was down here. He was the gift. He was being the gift for you and I today. And it, went, and it goes more than just that. He lived the perfect life, and then he died a horrific death. We talked about it a little bit this morning, about the good fight, the good fight that Jesus gave for us. And then he died. Thank the Lord it's not the end of the story. Thank the Lord that Christmas is just the beginning of life. Christmas is not just the baby in the manger, though thank the Lord he was in the manger, but he's no longer in the manger, is he? You see this little manger over here? That might have been similar to what Jesus was placed in when he was born. Not very, not very fancy, uh, pretty crude, uh, pretty dirty, not sanitary at all for those germaphobes. <laughs> But that's all they had. And so they placed him in that dirty little manger. And thank the Lord he didn't stay there very long. And then he lived. And then he was placed upon that cross. But he's not there anymore either. He's not there. He's not on the cross anymore. In fact, I love what that sign says. The gift goes on and on and on and on. The gift of Jesus came, began in a manger, it ended on a cross, but it really didn't end at all. That's where it really began. 
It began on the cross, and then he was placed in a tomb, and he rose from the tomb. And by the way, the tomb is empty too. Do you know that? The tomb is empty too. Amen. That's the gift for us today. So now, here we need to, here's the challenge. Here's what we need to do. We need to ask ourselves, what are we doing with that gift? What are we doing with it? Have you opened it yet? Have you put Jesus on the cupboard, maybe next to the gift card? <laughs> and have you forgot about him? Can I say that the gift that Jesus gave to us, as valuable as it is, if I don't take it and open it up and to put him and apply him in my heart and my life, do you know that it's wasted? Do you know the choice? When God gave mankind choices, do you know how much God gave to you and I? You see, the choice that we have to open that gift, God would say, open it, open it, open it. I've given you the best I can give. I've given you all that you need. Would you please just open up my son? See, but I have that choice. And that choice that I have trumps all the power of heaven for me because I can reject it. And I can say, no, thank you. I believe in it. And I believe that Jesus came. And I believe the story. I believe the songs. I believe all that. But that's not enough. Do you understand that? The reason that that's not enough is because the Bible says in James that even the demons believe and they do what? They tremble. They shudder. You see, the demons saw all of this. They saw the birth. They saw him live a perfect life, even though they did everything they could to try to trip Jesus up. You've got to know they gave him every temptation they could to disqualify him from being the perfect sacrifice. They did everything they could to try to make him sin. If Jesus would have sinned one time, it would have disqualified him from being that sacrifice. So the demons were hard at work. They knew who he was, and they knew what, he, the, what they were dealing with. And then they thought they had the victory because they saw him die. You've got to imagine that in that time that the devil and all his little minions there were celebrating like they thought they won. Only did they know, little did they know, that when he rose three days later, man, he just, they, Jesus shut the door on them like you can't believe. Amen. But here's the deal. They believe it. They saw it. But the question for us is, do we receive it? We can, I, can give you the most, I can give you a check for a million dollars, but if you don't put it in a bank, it's no value, right? Jesus has given his eternal, his life for us. And if I don't take it, and if I don't put him, if I don't ask him in my heart, and if I don't recognize my sin and recognize the need for me to repent, not just believe, but I need to take action now. It says in James, faith without action is dead. I need to apply it. I need to open it. I need to unwrap it. And I need to invite Jesus into my heart. And with that then, uh, that is the true gift of Christmas. And here's the beautiful thing is it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. Because here's what happens. Because I make mistakes. I, I slip. And I fall down. And I need to repent again. And here's the response. Jesus says, absolutely, I'll forgive you. Absolutely, I will forgive you again and again and again. 
So just come to him over and over and over again because this is the one true gift that truly keeps giving. You know, there's a couple things about giving a gift. You, you should never give a gift that requires maintenance. That means don't give anybody a puppy because puppies require maintenance. But I can say that God broke the rule when he gave Jesus. Because even though it's a great gift, you know what it does? It requires maintenance. <laughs> Keeping Jesus in my life requires maintenance, maintenance, and I need to have a daily relationship with him every day. I need to continue to pray. I need to continue to read his word. I need to continue to surrender to him every day, don't I? Don't you? That's the gift that we have. So I just want to encourage you this morning, this evening, that we would just... Um, not just sing about it and not just enjoy it and not just celebrate it, but that we would really, really, really apply it and that we would accept the gift for what it really is and that we would just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for giving us that gift. Thank you, Lord, for for doing what you've done for us so that we then truly can pass it on to others. Now, this is the time when we're going to have the candlelight portion of the carols. Right? Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to light my candle from this flame. And then I'm going to come to, I'm going to, come to one person on the aisle. What I'm going to ask you to do is I light your candle. I'm going to ask you to carefully light the candle of the person sitting next to you. It will burn. So be careful. But does, I trust you. Does everybody have a candle? Everybody have a candle? Does anybody not have a candle? Okay, we need a candle. We need a, 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 we need a candle getter. Here we go. By the time we'll get back to you, you'll have a candle. So I'm going to start with my wife. Yeah. Why don't you stand up with me, please? You know what's interesting is you lit, as your candle was lit from my lit candle, and as you lit your neighbor's candle, and you see all the flames burning around us, all starting from this candle, do you see anything different in that candle? Do you see anything different in your candle? You know what's interesting is that fire is a great, is a great way to explain the gift of God because it's unlimited. I, I can light millions of candles from my candle and it doesn't diminish my flame at all. My flame is not reduced. Why? Because it's unlimited, like God's power. Like God's gift, it's unlimited. That's the beauty of it. That's why we symbolize it in the fire like this, in the candle. We celebrate the unlimited love of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pray with me if you would. Father, we thank you so much for the gift of Jesus tonight. We thank you so much for what you've done for us, that what you gave up for us and what you've given us is so unbelievably worthy. We can't even begin to comprehend it. We can't even begin to put it in words how much it's worth to us. So thank you so much, Jesus, for what you've done. Thank you so much for the life that you lived, for the good fight that you fought, for the death that you died and most importantly for the resurrection that you rose from. And that you've done that now because you want us to enjoy that life with you.
And so right now, Father, I just say thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. And Lord, as we take this message and as we apply it to our lives tonight, I just pray that you would be real to every person in this room tonight, that you would be fresh and new in their life, that you would open up, that they would open up their door, they would open up their heart to you and say, welcome, Lord Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Come into my life, forgive me of my sin. I repent and I will go the other direction. I will not repeat those same things I've done in the past because I know the gift is worth it. I know that my fight is going to be a good fight too and I'm, and I'm so thankful that you've chosen me. And so now we just say again one more time, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you mean to us. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.